The Minnesota Wild take on the Edmonton Oilers tonight at the XL Energy Center, and we are live previewing the game for you on a special live edition of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to a special live edition of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms for absolutely no charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we preview tonight's game against the Edmonton Oilers. We'll look at the wild line combinations, who's in, who's out. We will look at how the Edmonton Oilers have done so far this season as we gear up for the first of three matchups coming up here in the month of December. And we'll look at some of the keys to the game. We'll get you the line combinations. We will have everything covered for you leading right up to puck drop here tonight for the Wild and the Oilers. Let's start with the facts, the things that we know about what is going to happen here in this game tonight. Jonas Brodeen will not play for the Minnesota Wild, dealing with a lower body injury that will keep him out of the lineup, which is concerning for the Minnesota Wild heading into this one against really one of the few opponents that uh, have players that Jonas Brodeen has been able to absolutely clamp down. He's been able to do it to Connor McDavid the last few times that uh, these two teams have matched up. And so it will be interesting to see, first and foremost, how the Wild handle trying to slow down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl here in this one tonight. No easy task. And uh, as we get the comments section going here, yes, this one is on ESPN, not on Valley Sports North tonight. Uh, And so... um, Best of luck for those that are trying to tune in as we continue to navigate the uh, the cable situation for your Minnesota Wild. But this one not on Valley Sports North tonight. And so we'll see what happens for the Minnesota Wilds. Uh, other facts that we know in this one uh, here tonight is that uh, we will not see, I would doubt we will see, Stuart Skinner in that for the Oilers after he was in net last night against the Chicago Blackhawks. We will see Marc-Andre Fleury in net in this one tonight. Fleury looking to bounce back after a bit of a rough go against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Handful of goals that he would like to have had back uh, in normal circumstances. So we will see Fleury tonight. We will not see Jonas Brodeen. We will see the reunion of the grief line in this one this evening as well. And so uh, hopefully those guys are able to do their best to slow down what uh, Connor McDavid has been able to do. One of the best players on the planet. No big deal. Uh, so that is going to be a tough one for the Wilds to contend with here. Also, as as mentioned, the Wild will be playing the Oilers three times here within the next like two weeks. And I don't know, 
why this seems to have become such a thing with the NHL schedule. Uh, I, I know the Wild have later on in the year uh, a couple of literal back-to-back home and home games against particular opponents. I've seen it where I think it's the Seattle Kraken. They have two games against the same opponent a week apart with no game in between. So what are where what are we doing with the uh, the scheduling here for these games? Little gripe uh, that uh, that I have because well Edmonton is really good. Their record may not tell the entire story, sitting at thirteen and ten right now. But as we mentioned, they have two of the most otherworldly players on the planet on their roster. You've got Connor McDavid already has forty one points. Leon Drysaddle is thirty six. And so those guys are well above, almost at a point and a half per game clip so far this season. And they've been doing this for the entirety of their careers. And so you don't have to really dive in too far to the X's and O's of this game. You've got to keep those guys quiet. And interesting tidbit circulated on Twitter that I saw today. Leon Dreisaitl is looking to become a rare NHL player it may not have ever happened before. Looking to become one of the few, if not the only player, to score the game-winning goal in four consecutive games. Did that against Chicago last night in a 5-4 to four win. Uh, and the Oilers winning by one goal each of their last three games. They beat the Rangers 4-3. to three. Uh, then the Panthers four to three, and then Chicago five to four. So, Oilers not putting anybody away per se, but uh, they are definitely putting some goals up on the board so far here this season. The fact that they're not putting anybody away may have something to do with the fact that their goalie tandem is. I mean they they rode the last bits of Mike Smith to the conference final last year. Didn't uh, didn't work out all that well at the end of it, but they they were able to overcome some not great goaltending and uh, made efforts in the offseason to try to improve in that area, bringing in Jack Campbell because Toronto was like we've seen enough. We're going to we're going to go get Matt Murray and uh, hope that that will fix our goalie issues. But Campbell so far, goals against average, which I know is not the biggest indicative stat that exists, but goals against average over four, save percentage under 90, and uh, seven and five on the season. And for Campbell, if you look at his last few starts of the season, um, it, it has been getting steadily worse here throughout uh, the first couple of months of the season. Now, he's only allowed three goals in each of the last two starts, but before that he got just walloped by Carolina, gave up seven to the Hurricanes, gave up six to Dallas, gave up four to Nashville in a win. And so the low goal total that he has given up so far here in the month of November is two. Beyond that, it's been three or above, or in some cases, seven or six. So it's a winnable game for the Minnesota Wild, despite the talent that they are going up against on the other end. 
But the Wild, in order for them to come away with the win here uh, this evening, they, as we've harped on a bunch of times this season, they're going to have to challenge Jack Campbell here tonight. If they sit back and just allow these goalies like they did against Martin Jones, Jonathan Quick, if they continue to let these goalies get off the hook when they're not on their best, they're not at their best level, then that's going to make it even trickier of a uh, proposition for the Wild to come away with a win here in this one tonight. We have plenty more to discuss here on our pregame show as we get closer to puck drop tonight. We'll talk a little bit about the Minnesota Wild and the line combinations that they'll be rolling out there here this evening. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Marc-Andre Fleury. We've got plenty more to discuss as we continue tonight's live Locked on Wild pregame show after this. Today's Locked on Wild pregame show is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for sports betting info, plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline where the game starts. Continuing our live edition of Lockdown Wild as we pregame as we pregame for tonight's game against the Edmonton Oilers. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Uh, for your second listen tonight, just enjoy the game. However, you are able to, and we will of course be keeping tabs on things throughout the night. We'll have a postcast with Kevin Gorg this evening to recap the action after hopefully a Minnesota Wild win. Joe Smith has the line combinations, and for those that are tuning in right now, we are going to get interactive in the third segment of uh, the show. We'll take a look at predictions and keys to a Wild win, so uh, stay tuned for that as well, and feel free to throw comments in. We will get to them as we are able here uh, this evening. Joe Smith from The Athletic. Wild's lines and D-pairs. Looking like this. Kaprizov, Steele, Zuccarello. Not a surprise. Greenway, Erickson, Eck, and Foligno. Grief line is reunited, and uh, they are going to be needed here in this one tonight. We've also got Nick Patan, Freddie Goudreau, Matt Boldy, Mason Shaw, Connor Dewar, and Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves had an interesting week as he was uh, traveling back to New York to get some of his... Uh, to get some of his stuff and was trying to return. So the Wild weren't sure if he was uh, going to be able to make it for this one tonight, but it looks as though he'll be in the lineup uh, on the fourth line with um, the other couple of uh, fourth liners, which of course escaped me right at that second, Mason Shaw and Connor Dewar. So... Pretty, pretty expected what uh, what we were thinking for the lineup. Of course, Griefline is the big talker getting back out on the ice. And with the loss of Jonas Brodeen in this one, uh, not playing tonight, 
that's going to be the only real good defensive option you have to try to slow them down. And with the Wild playing at home, they will be able to mix and match um, as much as they hopefully can. Because the D pairings is where I am really struggling. Jacob Middleton, Jared Spurgeon, Alex Goligoski, Matt Dumba, John Merrill, and Kalen Addison. And look, top combo of Middleton and Spurgeon, there's no, is- there's no issues there. And I know some of the underlying analytics aren't super fond of John Merrill and Kalen Addison. I think that line has been fine. Like I, I don't think there's anything really glaring that has stood out amongst those guys, but the Matt Dumba, Alex Goligoski line, borderlines on unplayable. They are, in the last couple of games that they've been put together, they were minus four against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Minus four. They were both on the ice for all four goals. And I think they were minus two against the Arizona Coyotes. That you have to treat that as the third and a half line this evening, I think, which is problematic because you're asking a lot from John Merrill and Kalen Addison here this evening. But I mean, I understand Jonas Brodine not in the lineup, and so you're pretty hamstrung. But those two guys, like, just look at what we've seen the last couple of games when they got thrown into the lineup. It has not been good. They have been way out of position on goals, turning the puck over. I'm not super thrilled about that. And if I was to point to a spot in the starting lineup that Edmonton should look to absolutely pick on and attack, it's that D pairing. The forward lines, you know, they're going to do their thing. They're going to uh, to try to possess the puck as much as they can, generate some scoring chances, try to give some opportunities for Kirill and um, the rest of the group. Grief line is going to have to really set the tone defensively because, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get super negative on it, but that combo, like, look at the last two games. It's not good. So... You're going to have to overcome that here tonight. Now, thankfully, Edmonton, and I know they do have some size. Every team in the NHL has some size. But Edmonton has been, by and large, a team that has really relied more on their speed than their physicality. And so you're not going to have to worry about getting dragged up and down the ice like you would against, say, Nashville or some of the other heavier teams that the Wild have had problems with in the past, St. Louis Blues, any of those teams. You're not having to worry about that as much as you are against those other teams, but the other teams don't have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So it's, it's a give and take. Would you, rather go into, would you rather go into the ring against Mike Tyson or George Foreman? I hope that example makes sense because my untrained boxing mind, George Foreman was bigger, Mike Tyson was quicker. Not a great option either way. So 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a barn burner uh, here in this one tonight. But I think as uh, as Colton mentioned um, just now, if the Wilds are if the Wild play their style, then uh, then it should be a close win. And that's you know that's the point that we've been trying to kind of pull people to this whole season so far is that the Wild are not structured this year to win games like they did last year where they win them maybe 7-2. to two. It will happen occasionally like we saw against the Winnipeg Jets, but they're not geared the same way this year to win those games 5-1, to 6-1, to 7-2. to two. There are going to be way more 4-3, to 3-2, and so the Wilds, in order to win this game tonight, they're going to need it to be close. They're going to need to keep it close. And they're going to need to keep Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl quiet. Keep them as quiet as you can. Best players in the league still get points. So don't let them go insane. That's what's going to need to happen. There are, of course, plenty of other keys to this matchup as we uh, will discuss here to finish off the show, but that's just a little bit of a taste of some of the things that are going to need to happen for the Minnesota Wild to come away with a win here this evening. And so we will finish the live pregame of tonight's Lockdown Wild, gearing up for tonight's game between the Wild and the Oilers. We will finish tonight's episode after this. Final segment of tonight's live pregame before Wild Oilers. Again, thanks to everybody for tuning in here tonight. We're going to try to do more of these throughout the season because it just allows for more interaction. It allows for just kind of that fun. Everybody's getting settled in, geared up for the game, and so no better way to kind of get things set than just uh, chatting hockey, talking about uh, some of the specifics going into the game here this evening. Let's just look at uh, some of the other stats uh, between these two teams to look at some of the uh, other areas. Trav also mentioning for the Wilds that a key for them is going to be to stay out of the penalty box. 100% accurate. Uh, Edmonton is right now... They are sixth in the league in power play percentage. Currently coming in with a power play of 27.4%. So they are better than the Wild in that aspect uh, as uh, the Wild are at 23.2% right now. But as we talked about, it seems like the Wild have kind of started to get some of that power play mojo back after that really, really lean stretch at the beginning of the month of November. So I'm not as worried about the power play now as I was a couple of weeks ago. So I think it's going to be, I think the possibility for the Wild to score on the power play will be there if they do end up going to the power play tonight because Edmonton's penalty kill is not sixth in the NHL. The Wild are sixth in the NHL at 82.4%. Edmonton is way down at the bottom of the list. Their penalty kill right now is 72.8%. Not good. So the Wilds 
need to capitalize first and foremost on power play opportunities. That sounds cliche, but in a game like this against a team that is as good offensively as Edmonton is, you have to take advantage of those additional opportunities because it's probably going to be a little bit of a struggle five on five at points to match up with them. So in order to keep with them or keep ahead of them, you're going to need to take advantage of those power play opportunities. And for the penalty kill, penalty kill has to be on their A game here this evening. They've been really good for uh, a majority of the season so far. And uh, especially recently, they have been really good again as well. So stay out of the stay out of the box, as Trav mentioned. Um, penalty kills got to be rock solid here this evening. And if the Wilds go on the power play, they got to capitalize. They have to capitalize on those opportunities. Grief line obviously has to be lights out in this one tonight. They've got to do the job to slow down the combination of McDavid and Dreisaitl. Edmonton would be wise to put those guys, and I know they have at points throughout the season, but with Evander Kane out, uh, I think the um, I think the Oilers had gone back to um, I think they'd gone back to putting those two guys on um, on the same line. Because when Evander Kane is back, then you can kind of spread them out a little bit. So you have to slow those guys down. You can't rely on Kirill Kaprizov to do the whole thing himself. Somebody else is going to have to step up and, uh, and do their thing as well. Matt Boldy, come on down. Would be uh, a great opportunity for Boldy to uh, to have a solid game here in this one. So you got to get that secondary scoring. This is a really good opportunity for Marc-Andre Fleury to bounce back as well. Uh, he himself said after the Toronto game that a couple of those goals were, in his words, stupid. And so for him to get back into a rhythm, he's probably going to face a fair amount of shots because... That Oilers team, depending on who's out there on the ice, they're probably going to have some moments during this game where they possess the puck a fair amount. So if Flurry can keep the Wild in this one, especially early, and can keep Edmonton off the board like he did earlier in the season, that's going to go a long way as well. So a lot of little keys to what is going to make this hopefully a Wild win tonight. But now we want to hear... Prediction time. Light them up in the comments. Let me know what your prediction is for tonight's game, and we'll shout them out here to finish up uh, the episode here tonight. Let me know final score, what you think, who you think will score, and uh, we will uh, we'll use that to finish off our pregame show here tonight. I am going to go with a 5-4 to four Minnesota Wild win over the Oilers. I think... We will see the uh, Wild be able to get past Jack Campbell quite a few times. I think there will be a, a power play goal or two. And see, Trav's right on the money. He says 5-4 in overtime. I'm thinking something similar, I'll say, in regulation. But uh, I think 
the Wild will get it done tonight. May not be pretty, but uh, I think we will see this team continue to kind of try to claw themselves back up above water. This is a pivotal month of December for this team. They got to get a little bit of a roll going so that you can put together a month where you go eight and four, nine and three. Give yourself some cushion to try to figure a few things out and go on a roll from there. So we'll see what happens. Colton says 4-3 wild. Power play is going to get one today. I like the call. We'll see what happens. Of course, make sure to tune in after the game. We'll have a postcast over on the Locked On Minnesota YouTube channel. So uh, make sure to tune in there. Of course, we'll have an episode recapping the action for you tomorrow morning. But uh, that is going to conclude today's live pregame. A couple of other scores. Jeremy mentioning Oilers 5-2. to two. I could see that happening as well because this, this Oilers team can score. They can very much score. So we'll, uh, we'll see how it plays out. But thanks for everybody. Thanks to everybody for tuning in here this evening. Uh, go wild, and we will see how things play out. We'll catch up with you after the game and, of course, tomorrow as well. So make sure you are following us everywhere you possibly can as we keep you up to date with all things Minnesota Wild on Lockdown Wild as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.